Hello, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to episode 175 of the FLA Exposure Fight League Atlantic Exposure podcast. Uh, today, we are joined by our good friend Mike McLeod fighting in the upcoming Fight League Atlantic 3 event in just under two weeks, April 30th at the Moncton Coliseum. Let's give it up for our good sponsor of this uh, quick event, uh, quick event, quick podcast. It's been like two weeks since I've done one of these, so I get so rusty in between, but my apologies. Sponsor this podcast, Skurspray, skurspray.ca. Uh, they do customizable sprays. Uh, it's actually quite cool. We have them at our events. We give them to all our athletes. Uh, it's a little pocket spray. I don't have one right here, but uh, full of sanitizer. It's kind of kind of fits in your pocket and uh, just kind of like a wallet, which is kind of slick and has your company logo on it, which is really cool. And also they provide, um, if you've seen at our events, in between the event uh, rounds and stuff, we, we sanitize our, our cage in between the rounds and it's this beautiful little mist that, that sprays on uh, cordless, this beautiful sanitizer and it literally dissipates, mop it up and, and in between rounds and keeps everything super clean. So skurspray.ca, Canadian made, made in Newfoundland and great sponsors of FLA. Uh, let's get right into it here, folks. Uh, again, our guest today, Mr. Mike McLeod, a uh, guy out of St. John fighting at our upcoming Fight League Atlantic uh, 3 event at a catchway 215, missed, uh, fighting Fabian, uh, <laughs> I always struggle with this too, Fabian Ixis um, at an Island Kickboxing Academy and uh, a super good guy out of La Hulia Martial Arts and KV Boxing. So let's bring him on, see what he's all about. How are hey, you? Hey, thanks for it. Oh, fantastic. And yourself? Nice, man. Nice. How's things? Oh, just living the dream, you know, training hard and spending time with family when I'm not. So it's it's been good. Nice. Well, thanks again for taking the time to join us. Obviously, I know you're training super hard for the the fight. Just 13 days away. Um, yes, sir. You're a guy who's uh, a guy that I was not familiar with uh, before. You reached out to us. Uh, you you've been training forever. And like we spoke a little bit off air, you've been looking for an opportunity to get in there, and you've been really hungry to do so. You've been uh, a pleasure to deal with. Tell me a little bit more, how did you get into martial arts? You know, the show's called Fight League, Fight League Atlantic Exposure. The why, the when, the how. Tell us. Yeah, so, so uh, it was actually about five years ago, one of my friends from high school, he's actually my wrestling coach for this camp, Jordan okay. McDonald. He uh, he had his first fight through Elite One. I was okay. like, oh, man, where are you fighting out of? And, you know, he told me, so I got in. As soon as I met Roger, the guy who runs Lulier, uh just a wicked guy, so much experience. Um, just kind of took off from there. So I've been doing uh, jiu-jitsu under him, kickboxing under him, and uh, under with Brian Razzarell at KV Boxing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. OG. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's uh, one of a kind. So they, they've been great, too. Uh, like Brian Masrell and Tim Hayes, shout out to those guys, because they've been awesome, sort of like a, a second home gym out there. Beautiful. That's so. important, man. Like, I've heard a lot of great things about Tim. I've never officially met him, through, uh, but... He's done a lot for that community through the years. Uh, always kind of giving back and. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, he's another just standout member of the community, and it's one of those things when you like people always think combat sports like oh it's all these you know rough and tumble dudes like it's some of the salt of the earth people that you're gonna come in that you know they're just all about doing what they love and you get to learn a lot about someone when you get tangled up with them. It's kind of a weird thing. That, that and that's the beauty of combat sports, and that's a. a, a I will say that's one of our biggest things that we struggle with is that I've struggled with in the eight years that I've been promoting these events is that 
trying to kind of displace that that ignorance of, of yeah it's combat sports it's fighting like sometimes i'll call a venue right away and they're like because a lot of these venues now are community based so they're they're yeah. run by a board and it's a hockey focused venue or whatever and, and you hey we're uh you know fight league atlantic we'd like to no no we're busy click <laughs> you know so that's the idea with what we're trying to do is, is show that people like not only with this exposure podcast but also our, our events like yeah it's fighting but these are talented people that they could be lawyers they could be doctors they could be people who work picking up garbage it's people from all walks of life who are coming together to enjoy this wonderful thing we call combat sports right yeah and it's it is a lack of exposure because i mean you talk to anyone that's played church league hockey they're going to tell you it's not as friendly as you might think. You say a prayer and then you go and beat the snot out of each other. Like it's all a good time. They're good fellows, but you know, hockey's not a gentle game either. No, it's not. And that's <laughs> one of those things that to be honest, man, it pisses me off beyond belief because the, the things that we have to go through to like run events, like people probably aren't aware of what we have to go through. Like some people might be, but like between yeah. like the, like just not the coordinating all the fighters and the medicals, but let, let's talk about that. Um, um, about like the medical process for you and like uh, like again people for athletes fighting on our cards it's all regulated by the new brunswick combat sports commission so it's a, a full medical ekg x-ray eyes blood you know yep. infectious disease and the list goes on and on how's that been for you uh so it worked out pretty well it was a little tricky because it was right around the start of the year when i started to do that and you know i got in met the doctors had all the the appointments scheduled to get in for the ekg and all that and uh, then lockdown happened, so it was two, three weeks before I could even go in and reschedule all that stuff. Uh, so that threw a little hitch in there, you know, and that's been a problem with all of this is yeah. the pandemic. So, you know, work, working around that and trying to still get gym time and not, you know, get shut down and all that fun stuff. Definitely been uh, struggling in of itself. But no, uh, I think I got pretty lucky that way because it was, you know, You're got in. Right? That's oh, yeah. The big thing, like we tell everybody, if you want to fight and if you honestly, and I'll say it right here, like, like if you want to be taken seriously, if you want to fight, do not message us and say like, you, you should be able to figure that out. If you want to take this serious enough where you can get a license, like yeah. we're, we're here, we're here to help you. But like, you should be licensed before you want to fight, like, because the yeah. opportunities are going to come like just this, this card example, like in the last week, we've lost two fights. Uh, yeah. And these people like they're that's they're there's opportunities out there but people aren't licensed and and uh, that'll change obviously we're just coming back yeah. off covid and you know it's hard but we'll get back there and hopefully other promotions are you know cranking up and everybody can get going and it's a, and it's a beautiful thing where it's we can make like you said you know the east coast should be the biggest or could be you know yeah. for sure. oh like, man the um, wealth of knowledge like you know you look at Pete, yeah, how many fighters you got coming out of there we got mxt and say everywhere you go you got all these elite level coaches yeah. and gyms and it's just you know trying to bring it together and get people out of the woodwork like no you you've been training a while you got skills you should compete yeah you know exactly that, that's right man and i i gotta say like watching your video i was quite impressed uh i, oh, I felt that throw I yeah <laughs> that, throw. that was beautiful man i uh yeah. That's how I actually hurt my neck. My my coach Jared, he's a black belt in judo too. And I early in my blue, like early on, like in my training, I, I didn't really know how to break fall, and I kind of I kind of twisted out of it and landed on my neck, man. Yeah, no, now it's I a, a lot more. That is one of those things you don't think of until you start doing judo and stuff like that. Is it, it looks really impressive to do those throws, but you got to master your break falls before you you get in there, and that was. Uh, 
it's really satisfying too because then you can get whipped around you know you're going to be pretty well yeah that's yeah. the thing and like for for training like that's what i love about like i can i can pretty much go anywhere and feel pretty comfortable that i'm not you know i'm going to be able to handle myself and that's a beautiful thing about you know training for a long time and just being confident in your skills and and putting time on the mat and let, yeah. let's go back to uh that a little bit your training schedule you mentioned in the video mm -hmm. about like how's that been for you i know like you mentioned cardio that's something that i've struggled with in competing before in, in the past like i don't necessarily you know i'm talking about jujitsu tournaments but I, I still don't kind of give myself the due diligence for like actually taking it serious and i just kind of go out there and have fun but like yeah. what's what's it been for for you like how's the schedule been it's been so been going six days a week um you know taking fridays for myself because i got got a young one at home and stuff like that so you got to make time for the family yeah, in between yeah, all that yeah. you know that's that's who it's all for big time but uh no it's it's been pretty good and i have a really good support system um you know i've, I've played a, i've competed in a lot of sports my whole life so okay. i played provincial level basketball and stuff like that so i'm used to you know putting in a, when i played for team nb we'd practice 10 hours on the weekend and six of those 10 hours was just running just oh, just ground yourself and just go hmm. so you know you'd, you'd be dying but you just kind of find that little spot in your head and yeah. push through it so th that that part's definitely been really helpful you know to push me to get the cardio and just go for like earlier today my wrestling coach took me out to the park and we just did hill sprints for nice. about a half hour so i'm you know, legs are pretty well jelly right now. <laughs> but. That, that's the thing, man. Work hard now, pay off later. You know, it's it's a it's it's funny how hard it is for a lot of people. And like, yeah. and really, the process is simple. You show up every day and you put in the work. And you may, at the end of the day, you may not win, but you did yourself the respect that you know you did everything the best you can. You know, at the end of the day, right? So yeah. as an athlete, that's that's the way I look at it for my end anyway. Like if I, if I went into it and I did the best I could. You know, I, I did yeah. and you know. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of the mentality I'm trying to go in with. It's not, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't get the win. Fabian's already had a fight. This is my first, right? And I just want to go in there and make sure we're putting on a good show. You know, be good sports about it. Have yeah. a couple beers after and, you know, just enjoy the show. So that's, that's, uh, about, man. that's a great attitude. I, I love that kind of stuff. And that's that's the way you kind of promote these kind of sports, right? Like, uh, yeah. our our first event, I was actually like, we, we probably had more fights outside the cage than we had inside the cage in the crowd. We had a giant brawl at the end. Oh, of the geez. Yeah. Out, and it was embarrassing. And to me, it's like, yeah. you have the cops involved and shit. And that's the stuff that people don't like. People want like, to me, I would love nothing more than people who can bring their kids there. And like, sure. Have yeah. beer and have, like, if you want to fight, I get it. Like it's, you know, people are amped up, but I'd much yeah. rather you go to a club and fight properly and, or learn how to fight properly. Right. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Well, and the thing I the thing I find personally is that guys that train are never going to go out like because they know how that can go. They know how fast things can go sideways when you don't have, you know, people around and all it yeah. takes is, oh, you get clipped, you fall. You know, you're not in a safe padded no. cage like there's things around. You can hit your head. That's a bad idea. Yeah, it is. But, and that's the thing. Hold yourself accountable. Hold your like out in the community. Like everyone knows what you do. Like. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go out and say, oh, I'm the MMA guy or I'm the jiu-jitsu guy. Like, people know, like, if who are your friends or the community or whatever. So, you, yeah. like, to me, it's hold yourself, you know, to a higher level when you're out there. And, and that's how a lot of people are going to love that, right? Shout out to Paul Harnish. Great way to work. We're in Regina. Thank yeah. you, Paul. 
Shout out to Paul and Matt. Uh, Matt Harner's fought on our last card. Super talented kid. Uh, yeah, that was a good fight. Yeah, he's good, man. He's uh, He's got a bright future in whatever he does. So, real good kid. Um, what's the FL, like being your first fight, um, what's the whole experience like for you being, like obviously we we, we, we do a lot of media. Um, yeah. we, we promote a lot. Uh, it's big for us. And uh, has it has it kind of thrown you off? Has it has it been good uh, for you? I, I mean, thrown me off in the sense that like, as you can tell from any of my social media platforms, like I'm not really active on there. I, you know, I go on and I follow all kinds of stuff, but I'm not big on posting. So that's been, that's really the only change. Like I, I enjoy doing stuff like this. I like doing the promo video. That was really cool. Yeah. You did a great um, job, by the way. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm not uncomfortable in front of the cameras. It's just one of those things that never really crosses my mind. So I, I personally really like that you're doing it. I think like we mentioned before, we went on air there. It's nice to, you you know, it, not that the other promotions weren't legitimate, but this has a real professional feel to it. And like the promo videos you guys are doing, you know, you got the podcast going, you got fighters from all over, not just in your organization, but you got pro fighters and yeah, from all over popping in. You know, it's it's really cool to to watch and kind of see the East Coast combat sports community coming together around it. It's really cool. It is cool, man. I agree. And that's what it's about. Like, it's truly about that. Like, you know, some there's bickering, you know, here and there and that kind of stuff. And that's part of the business. And, and But at the end of the day, we had this beautiful thing out here where we were talking about off air. Like, there's so many talented people, so many fantastic clubs and coaches out here. It just yeah. takes opportunities. And it's going to happen. It's going to, like, I know we're going to be going full steam. And hopefully others are going full steam ahead. And then everybody can kind of work together. And it can be this beautiful synergy out here where everybody's getting a, and then within a year or two we might be able to produce a couple guys going to the next level or girls going to the next level and that's what it's about like yeah certainly some people are like you know like i've heard before like all oh, those guys think they're ufc it's like what like not yeah. even not, we're not like i sit at home and watch ufc every weekend because it motivates me and i'm like that's a beautiful product out you know and, and that's what we want to be like. Like we want to, we want to give back and, and make these things as for an amateur fighter to be like a pay-per-view, to get all this media, to get a full fight kit, like to all this kind of stuff as an amateur fighter. It's like, it's asinine from like, you would go to other places in the world that would never happen, but that's oh, no, the, certainly not. It really, and even in locally when it comes to local boxing or whatever, right. It's just a different thing. And MMA, unfortunately, like boxing, we don't have the, the, they're under a different commission, right? Because like judo yeah. or wrestling, so we have to go under these regulated boards where it's very expensive and it's yeah. a different different thing. Well, it's a new sport too, right? It's very yeah. it's young in comparison when you look at you know judo and boxing and those things that have been around for you know over a hundred years, mm-hmm. like well recognized. So it's been uh, yeah, I can definitely see why that would. It's a little tricky to get the same kind of recognition. Get in, you know, you, you don't have the same amount of everyone knowing what you're talking about when you get talking about MMA, right? Definitely not. That, that, you know, that's a, it's a hard thing to promote, like, because a a lot of people, whether it's, it's just, it's hard, whether it's like from sometimes within the community or if it's outside the community, it's, it could be people who just don't, they don't like it. They don't like fighting. I did that. Like I've been in places where like people, you know, I'm sure you have too, where they put the fights on and they just turn their head and they they can't even watch it the whole time. It's like, for me, it's just, it's like I don't watch anything else, right? Yeah. But it's yeah, I know, man. And it's hopefully we'll get there. And it's uh 
I, I'm super excited for the East Coast and and Canada Canadian MMA in general. Like it's a it's a beautiful sport. So hopefully, yeah, keeps going and and people like yourself and and Matt Harnish and all these other people who want to you know move on with their career if they want to do it in MMA. Like hopefully yeah. they'll get there. So I mean I have no ambitions, but if it goes well, it goes well, and I'd be really happy about that. <laughs> That's it, right? And you can't and you never know that stuff without opportunity and and you know so. Hopefully we can crack out six events this year and in our next year uh, we're going to keep going adding events every, you know, every year. So that's our plan is to, we, you know, within 10 years we should be close to a hundred events at least. So. Yeah, sir. No, that'd be, that'd be awesome too. Cause once you start doing that, then you start now, you know, people start to get used to it. Like, Oh yeah. FLA has got to be coming up soon. Like it's been a month. Like, yeah, exactly. And if you're doing them like every six weeks, every month, you know, it's, consistency like everything man like it's how we build our whole brand is yeah. every day we post at the same time for the most part like every time like it's nothing yeah. no secret right hard work um what uh i got a question about saint john yes sir why is everything backwards <laughs> why is the uptown downtown <laughs> i could not tell you but it's one of those things that just gets, it's ingrained to you. I remember when the boys were down shooting, I was like, yeah, like uptown's real beautiful. They're like, uh, downtown? I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the same thing. It's downtown. It's just called uptown. You'll see the signs for uptown St. John. Uh, honestly, not too sure because it's also like one of the, the lowest spots. Like it's right beside the water. So it's not like it's high up. True. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing about it down at all or up. Fuck. It took yeah. Me already. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just one of those fun things to catch people off guard. It's like half the streets are one way, and you only find out when you go to turn on it. You're like, oh, no, that's not right. Yeah, All yeah. The cars are facing like, me. For the old, small, super, like, loyalist city, you know. Yeah. I, I like St. John a lot. I spent some time there, and I have a good buddy that lives out in Chris Pam Sis now, so we spend a lot of oh, yeah. When he lived downtown, or fuck, uptown St. John yeah. for a long time, he, uh, he, we would always end up at O'Leary's. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a big spot. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, shout out to the uh, I can't remember his name, the bartender there. He's a good guy though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And then the reversing falls too. Same. Oh thing. yeah. It's what? It's not where. Yeah. It's not backwards. I don't understand. Is yeah. it backwards? Yeah. Go. Oh, the. I think the that one actually does make sense because the flow goes both ways. Like it. It is a fall out to the bay, but then the tide comes up so high that it starts flowing back into the river. Okay. It's a weird, tricky spot. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I went there. It's like because that's I used to work and travel like before oh, uh, COVID, yeah. so I would take take people on trips around the world. That was my like the tour director and it's pretty sweet. Uh, we went there. Yeah, it was man. And hopefully we'll get yeah. back there someday in in the next uh, year or so. Hopefully, but uh, yeah. uh, right now it's kind of if it wasn't COVID, now it's the whole war situation, which is terrible. It's yeah, people aren't yeah. exactly wanting to travel. Well, one thing after another. Might have a commier here eventually. I don't know. I don't know. It's been it's been rough, man, for a lot of people. So shout out to the people of Ukraine. Hopefully, this ends for you soon because it's terrible. Yeah. So true. Um, uh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's a a blessing to be where we are because especially in the Maritimes, it's a very easy lifestyle. I think some people kind of forget how good we have it here. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. I think like we're so lucky that if shit hits the fan. They're gonna forget about us. Like, Fingers crossed. For real. Like yeah. I, I think that's that's how much we don't matter. And yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it. 
Like it's, we're just this gentle, wonderful group of people on the East coast here. Gentle. Don't fuck with us. Kind of gentle, but like, Yo, yeah, well, it's the, the same thing, right? Like a, a good man is not a harmless man. Good man's a scary man. If you've wrong, like you go against that, that's not good. No, so. that's true. It is true. I, uh, I hope it doesn't come to that, man. And hopefully, you know, we, we like even things like gas and all these grocery prices, like the way I, I, I kind of, it's weird. Like some days I, I get worried about stuff. And then other days, like I, I really like, I've been through some weird stuff in my life. Like everybody has had a weird, not a, a weird, but different stories. And yeah. I'm like, none of it matters. Nothing matters. Like it really doesn't. Like if, if we lost everything with FLA, like, yeah. you know, you stress yourself out about ticket sales and, you know, this big amount of money, whatever. If it doesn't work out, like, what, you'll, what you'll find a way. That's what I mean. Like, you'll find a way. Like, it's, it's something you'll move on to something else or, yeah, like, you lost the money, but you're alive and you're able to move on. Like, yeah. so it's like, fuck, like, we worry so much about these little fickle, small things, right? Sorry, my yeah. F word. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's how it goes, though, right? You got to, kind of keep things in perspective and remember like it might seem like a big thing right now but in a year you're gonna look back and be like man why was I so stressed about that like just take a breath enjoy yeah. people around you enjoy what's happening and just try to take it one day at a time right that's exactly it and that I'm learning that the more events we put on the bigger the events like the more stuff that I'm, I'm learning like how to cope with it and because it's become so big now like from when we started doing jujitsu events to bigger events to like now you know that your events are 1400 people it's a lot of people and a lot of working parts behind the scenes and it's for me before i was running around like a nut but now I've, i'm learning how to delegate properly and and like john and i both are learning how to delegate properly and, and spread not spread ourselves so thin right yeah so. well and then because then you're getting stressed and less it it's just uh it comes with the territory, right? The more you do it, the better you're going to get and exactly. find out what works for you. Same as a fighter, right? And again, opportunities, right? Like we can't get better as a promotion without opportunity. An athlete can't either, right? So it's this beautiful, yeah, like I said, a beautiful circle. And again, working with commissions, very important. Like, you know, we, we have good relationships with both Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. And yeah. that's it's super important that way too. So um, yeah. what, what do you do outside the gym? Uh, so I just finished up my course, uh, mechanical engineering tech. So right now I'm just doing maintenance, mostly like HVAC building systems, stuff like that. Cool. Um, and aside from that, I mean, not during the camp, just, I, uh, I play a lot of basketball and just hang around with the wife and kids. Neat. Neat. You're, that's like usually most people in martial arts, like you just don't do anything other than martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, especially like basketball is I, I like playing playing ball have for most of my life but uh i'm really accident prone so okay. i was like there's no way during a fight camp i'm gonna go in there and play ball and then like three weeks out roll an ankle right just can't have can't have that that's it man that's that's why you know i, I sent that message yesterday in the little group chat like you know please train smart the next couple of weeks and you know, oh yeah it's just never you never know man like you let your guard down for one second right and speaking of basketball so you played for the uh the provincial team did you yeah. play university as well uh no i didn't because i didn't go i played uh, university football for two years oh nice um, but Where that was uh so umb st john okay cool yeah because it's uh, a bit of an open format that way because they didn't have 
they didn't have enough guys coming in from the school itself. So they kind of opened it like a club team. So it was if you're under 25 and going to school at the community college or UMB, you can hop in. Okay, neat. There's yeah, a so lot of football in St. John, actually. Yeah, there's uh, it's a surprisingly decent football town. Hmm. Like, especially uh, St. John High, the, the main high school there, they have a stellar team. Really? Pretty well every year. Yeah, they well, they got the same coaches from that were the same coaches for UMB Fred or uh, St. John's. That was, yeah, they're, they're good to work with. And that was, that was really fun. Neat. Neat. I got to give a shout out to Corey. Uh, he, he, one of the coaches at East coast boxing there. He's a, he's an assistant coach. I don't know what team he's an assistant coach with, but he's yeah. always putting his time and helping out the kids there. Kind of, yeah. Which is, which is cool. I, like I, I, uh, we didn't have any of that. I grew up in a little town, Picton, Nova Scotia. So we didn't have any, like, uh, I, I played on every sport possible, like everything <laughs> from like rugby, like hockey, like our hockey goalie when I was in grade 12 at one point had like work boots on when we went to play the game. Like we had no, oh, we were struggling for a while, man. And, but it was, it was some of my best memories, right? Like super. Oh, for sure. You have a lot of fun when you don't, yeah. when you don't have that pressure and you're just kind of making it work, they, you know, you have a great time. That's my, my most fun. Like I, yeah. for me like that, I, but I also got to say like, I shouldn't say I'm I'm not good under pressure because you do these events and stuff, but yeah. I I am motivated and I love watching athletes fight and like when you're so close to it and I love like being through the whole process of people like going through the whole fight camp and then seeing the emotion win or lose and and I know yeah. like I know like no one out of all the events and the athletes I've dealt with, no one gives a shit about being hurt, man. It's the weirdest thing. I said I yeah. said this a hundred times before. No one cares they care about losing and it's just like the the most interesting thing to me because for a lot of people just don't get that like they just they're yeah. not it's, it's so hard for people to understand right because most people are terrified yeah i find that's a big thing it's especially in combat sports but also like rugby and football that was i remember we have this we had this monster on our team in in high school for football that's weird and for he, you to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh he's I'm fair size, but it's more this guy ah, okay. had, uh, had something. It wasn't scary, but he just like wouldn't stop, and he cracked his forearm, and you could see it, like the one of the bones wasn't lined up right, and like the coach had to like make him sit down. He was really gonna go back out there and keep playing. I was like, man, just like, like- I like I like to win, but that kind of drive is you can't you can't train that stuff, right? Those people are, and that's why they get into it right yeah so. that's true that's exactly it right so it's i'm interested i, I that's what makes I, i'm football to me is something that like again i've always kind of maybe wanted to take an interest like and play it but we never had the ability but i always thought it would be a lot of fun to play um but yeah. it seems like it's also pretty dirty too uh yeah it's that's actually one thing that got me like halfway through the second season umb i just stopped playing because i just like i love highly competitive games and like you know seeing if you can get the better of them or like oh this guy's faster but you got to play it a little smarter yeah um but just like getting hit from the back like after plays and stuff you're walking back and just there's a lot of opportunity for little stuff like that but the the thing that always caught me off guard was it's kind of counterintuitive but i got hurt way more in football than i did in rugby hmm just with the the helmet and the gear, people just feel invincible and they just yeah. come flying in like you kind of 
and you you wonder that about martial arts too like yeah like it weeds out those people who can't be invisible yeah you know what i mean like you just there's no gear there's no yeah well and you can you can hurt yourself pretty bad being offensive like if if someone's really good at checking your kicks yeah. or you know what i mean you punch someone and square in the forehead you, that's going to do some damage to you like you kick a knee too hard you yeah. know you, you've seen the the rare but severe things that can happen with that with conor mcgregor and you know silva initially and all that stuff right so it's very you know, very, un- very uncommon but you know doesn't take much no, but that's the thing. Like in football, like to me, I look at it just that, like, and I don't know. To me, like, I just, you know, and this is coming from like I've done MMA sparring and stuff, but like to me, it's like the the football, like the head on head. It's yeah. like I don't know what it is, and and if you're blindsided and shit, like it's. You know, I've been hit me where it's like my head shakes and, but yeah, yeah, that was probably the worst hit I ever took. Was my helmet got knocked off and Buddy still tackled me, and I. Would, it was just kind of walking around and you know the coach asked me what day it was it was like game day it's like okay no you can't go back in get back in with it <laughs> yeah but yeah no that was a a big thing like they one of the terms they'd say is ear hole so because they have like a little hole in the helmet where your ear is yeah and they're like try to get your like they want you to hit right on that if you're you're blocking or you're coming in okay was, yeah and that was I mean, it seemed like a good strategy at the time, but thinking back on it, like, man, that's a lot of head drama. Yeah, that's right, right, exactly where you don't want to get hit. Yeah, <laughs> but There's no, it's uh, there at all. Okay. It's starting to come around, definitely from like the old school. You know, really going actual head on head and stuff, especially during practices. Yeah, but it's it's still the nature of the game. You're gonna have really hard impacts, but it's you know, that's how it goes. I got rocked probably aside from the the helmet to the head playing basketball but he just came down from a rebound elbow right to the side of the dome and was like oh not not intentional wasn't a foul just bad timing and a hard elbow basketball like you get big guys like you down on the inside you know pushing each other around like you see it happen a lot like that's why you can't swing your elbows for that yeah. reason right like boys oh, getting out and their teeth gone missing and some oh, big yeah. men. some very big men yeah. yeah, I remember I used to think I was big till I played against a guy from uh, Mississauga who was seven foot two, and yeah. the week I mean he I think he dropped at least fifty on us. We couldn't do anything about him, right? Like just yeah. of, we got no one like that in New Brunswick. <laughs> just hanging. <laughs> so it was you know it's it, it's good to have those experiences, but at least yeah. you don't have too much of that in combat sports. Like it's fairly even keel. Yeah, and yeah, it definitely is. But still, you know, like uh, again, that's that's in, in when you're coming into fights and stuff. But when you're, I I will say like about you know just rolling jujitsu or or training like that, like wrestling or whatever. When you can go up against bigger people, to me, it's I actually some people it depends on the day. If I'm not, if I'm you know if I'm so I'm 41, so some days I'm like, but right now I feel super healthy and I feel good. So those are the times like you want to push yourself and go against bigger people and and see how it you know how you do and kind of stuff. But yeah. But I will say, ro- rolling with a smaller guy who knows what he's doing is explosive is really tricky. It is because yeah. you just you can't move as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can put some some heavy pressure on them, but man, yeah, it's 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 fun. 
Yeah, it is. And that's about, like, for me, I have no ego. Like, I don't care about winning or losing. Like, I'm a black belt. I've been training forever. I don't give a shit. Like, some days I'll go a little harder, you know, and, like, some days I'll turn it up. But most times it's just, like, flow and just have a good time and meet the meet the pace of who I'm, you know, kind of training with for the most part. But we're all old and, unfortunately, right now, overweight, trying to lose <laughs> Yeah, that's the – well, that was the, the thing with COVID, right? And that was, that was why I initially put in at heavyweight. And then yeah. when you guys were like, oh, 205 is like, okay, which was kind of a blessing because I, I put in the work and probably could have fought at 205 if I knew how easy the weight would have come back off once I started yeah. going at it. But Well, it's, and that's, again, like another thing about this is learning, right? Like you, you, how your body's going to react. Like there's so much more to, to the fight than, like, than people understand. Like, yeah, there's the fight, but like very few like i tell everybody like it's probably 200 to 300 athletes to get one card together no joke oh, easy, yeah and fights like that's how many people we deal with so it's between like signing a contract and taking the instagram picture which yeah some people <laughs> do that and then just disappear but oh, yeah. from going there all the way through is like it's it's hard and there's a lot of shit to it behind the scenes and that's why having good coaches and good managers and people around you that can help with that stuff so you can keep making a living during these pro like it's no different than being a musician or whatever like it's you have to yeah. like or us i have to surround myself with good people like john yeah. has to, like so we know this promotion is going to go like people who know what they're doing you know like not know what they're doing but like the lighting guy here this is your job you know or whatever yeah. right so yeah um, well, it makes a difference to have the professionals and just good people that know what they're doing around like it does you know, and everything costs money, you know, that's the thing, right? So that's where it's at again, full circle for sure. Everything. <laughs> um, goals for you, uh, inside and outside the sport. Any any big goals or um, I mean, main goal for right now is just put on a show and do the best that I can do. You know, don't go in there and my main goal is to not freeze up. Nice. Simple yeah. simple as it is, you know what I mean? But I Good though. You know, I've had experience in front of crowds, so not too worried about it but nice. uh yeah i'd like to i'd like to keep going with it and hopefully start training a bit more be able to you know either continue and go pro if it goes well or at least continue training and help coach some fighters that are coming through i know we got some guys that are gym that are are looking to to compete so beautiful good that's good to hear because uh you know st john is a town like we've kind of spoke to we've spoke to lord beaverbrook it's no secret like we spoke to them in the past and st yeah. john the, the problem with st john it's been notoriously not great uh yeah like for turnout and stuff like that yeah, it's been a hard it's been a hard town to to sell events and i don't know if it's the location like we've looked at the i think it's a cuplex out in quispam sis we've, we've been talking to them a bit too but like, i don't know if that's a better location but it, it just seems like it's like a a hard town to to sell in a fight event. Yeah. I don't know why. I think I think more than anything, man, it's just apathy. There's just this like there's just this atmosphere in St. John where people are like, ah, it's just a shithole. Like, why bother? Yeah. And that's like we had we had some really good yeah. talent here for the basketball team that didn't go as I thought it would, right? Like we bought season tickets and we were going and watching and then I think they let that first one went three years and then they had another team for a couple of years, but just never really pulled through the same way that like Moncton, I think Halifax had a team too. It's really hard. Like that's again, why we struggle or struggle while we focus a lot with our pay-per-view, like, and like a lot of, it's hard to get people out and COVID didn't help that at all. 
No. You know? So the fact that we're sitting, you know, 550 tickets right now, two weeks out, like that is, it's really great. And hopefully everybody watching is going to buy a ticket and, and we're going to get up there and, and even higher numbers. It's been a hell of a long time since a live combat sports event. And so it's, I think that's, that's a big thing that'll probably work in your favor is that it's been so long since they've had an event that people are, and especially stuff like that, like MMA, because the UFC pushed through yeah, and was the only major sporting help event for quite a while that blew the community up big time. Like I'm, there's guys that I work with that are, you know, don't know anything else but combat sports, but you know, they watch some events cause there's nothing else happening. And now they're kind yeah. of fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. There's lots of people exactly like that who, and shout out to Dana, like, is, you know, I, I know lots of people that don't like him and lots of people love him, I'm sure, as I'm sure you do, but man, they, they did a great job keeping people, I, you know, another thing the UFC does really well is, is females. They, yep. People don't talk about it much, but it's, I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's like one of the only pro sports in the world that has an entire female roster all the time getting yep. paid. For the most part, I'm like I don't know what the pay rate is, but I'm pretty sure it's damn close. So, oh yeah, like the, when you, especially when you get in the top end, like I think they're entry level fighters, and a lot of them that's all standard. Like, mm-hmm. but even the the stars, like you look at Rose and Weili Zhang and all all those, they're up there with the top contenders, and you know, like they're probably up there with the Colbys and the Jorge's. I mean, maybe not Jorge because he's no, yeah, he's yeah, but but, but still, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah and, they, and they put on hell of a fights, and that's like that's what I I wish you know people like ESPN and they would promote that kind of stuff more because they've done a really good job of building those female divisions and keeping them like yeah. running like crazy and super exciting. So, well, and that's that's the big thing too is like a lot of those fights are as good or better. Like I still think one of the best you know top three fights ever was uh, Shang Wei Li and and Jacek. Yeah, that was a good fight. That Very was an good. insane fight. I don't. Yeah, no. she's, I don't know if she's fought since, has she? And Jacek? No, uh, she's supposed to again soon. I think they're looking at a trilogy for, or maybe a rematch. I can't remember if they fought twice. I can't remember either. There's so many fights; it's hard to. <laughs> yeah, every weekend it's like, oh, yeah. and then you start yeah. thinking about other promotions. Like, I can't follow Bellator in one. I just don't have time. It's yeah. Well, for me, it's my. It's you know, it's pretty much my day to day business. So it's I'm watching everything, and for not only just that, but production stuff, like things that we can add. Like that's yeah. we're ever growing our production. Like we would, you know, again, it's give us fifty events. Yeah, you never know what can happen, right? Like we'll even look back at the early UFC, right? They had you know from where they were to where they are now is just insane. Yeah. And it takes butts in the seats and events. That's what it takes in time, right? So it's we've been shut down for two years, but now, folks, is the time. 13 days until Fight League Atlantic 3. Quick question. There. Buy the tickets. Questions. That's it. Buy the tickets, man. Uh, last two questions for you. Um, advice for anybody who's looking to get into the sport or uh, who is hesitant about training or – Anything, yeah. you know. Well, I'd just say just just do it. Just get in the gym if you're thinking about it. It's a little nerve-wracking. You know, maybe if if it's your cup of tea, take a little puff before you go in, and then it'll calm the nerves. Yeah. But that's, like, I would, vi- like, strongly advise going in, if not even to compete, just your self-confidence and the, the feelings that you get from knowing what you can do with your body, you know, how strong you can be. And just getting those tools to build up, it's uh, it's not like anything else. 
it's really cool yeah um and just just getting in there a big thing if especially like if you're doing traditional martial arts uh make sure the gym pressure tests stuff just so they're not teaching you stuff and then not putting it in practice to show you if it actually works there's not too many of those but you know there's a a couple where you can't tell quite what you're getting until you you put the heat on yeah, or, or reach out to, like, people like us or, you know, if you need to point in the right direction. Like, it's, I agree, man. Like, that's that's a, a big thing. Know what you're, it's like anything, you know, if you're if you're going to buy something in the store, make sure it's the real deal. And Yeah, well, even, like, I got into it because I asked my buddy. So if you, if everyone's got a friend that's into it, ask yep. your friend. What do they do? Go with them. You know, even if it's just for fitness, it's a crazy workout. You get yep. rolling, you get sparring, you know, even just doing kickboxing drills, it's, uh, you're gonna start shedding pounds if that's what you're looking to do too. So real, real quickly too, right? Yeah. And then like the environments are beautiful. People like there's everybody's there for wonderful different reasons, but everybody's so kind for the most part and, and just wants to help one another get better. And, and I love oh, that. Yeah. yeah, and I I like the the environments too. Like you get in there and you can just tell it's a spot where you're there to do work. So it kind of puts you in that mindset. You don't have to, you know, sometimes you go to the gym and. You know, you're kind of by yourself, so you just do like a, a half-ass workout and get out. But you go in there and, you know, you get a class, you get someone instructing you. It makes yeah. a big difference. Big time. It's that fire, right? That's that's what, like, I struggle going to the regular gym. Like, I struggle bad with it. So, for me, I need that push. Like, someone wanted to kick the shit out of me, so it fires me up, right? And yeah, exactly. It just gives you that motivation. Like, I can't sit here and be lazy. And it's, it's funny, like, I, again, I don't do a lot of MMA sparring ever anymore. So it's just jujitsu for me and a little yeah. wall work and wrestling and stuff. But it's, I love getting like good hard rolls in with people training for upcoming fights for the most, like sometimes I won't train with them because I, like I'd be mortified if I was the one to actually like stupidly accident yeah. or whatever. But I, I'm always like the pressure that MMA people bring, like that's the thing. Like when you go like a high level UFC athlete or whatever, or, the pressure and the pace and the cardio of people who are fighting at just a, such a beautiful diff, it's a different thing. Yeah. The pace that people can put on you, like compared to when you're just, you're just training, like, and you're, you're not used to that grind every day. Right. And it's, yeah. Well, even, especially once like you get into the fight camp. Cause I remember one of the guys that I hadn't trained with since like November, he came back a couple of weeks ago and he was just holding the pads and doing, you know, very, very light sparring. He was like, geez like the the difference from when i aspired you in november to right now like i would not enjoy sparring is just, <laughs> yeah. just the volume he's like it's not like i'd be worried about you beating me up it's just like it's it's yeah. daunting it's a different well that's six months of hard yeah. work right that's that's a thing yeah. like, you see it all the time like sawyer king i just shared it on my instagram there's another guy who's been training like he played football at mount a and yep. uh, he competed at our last Pumate event, and I can't remember. Like, he was 300 pounds when he started training, and now he's like... Oh, I think I saw that, man. He shredded. Big time. And, like, he that's is. what kind of dedication this kind of stuff will do. And everybody will help you yeah. get there. So if you're out there and you're struggling, we all struggle. Like, don't don't kid yourselves. Like, we all get up and down. People involved in the sport, people who lose fights, people that, like, Seriously. fuck. I've, I've cried over this business many times. Like, so when you have this kind of stuff in this like family who you can walk into and no one gives a shit, no one judges you on based on how your day went, no one cares. They just want to train. And as soon as you start training, everything goes away. Nothing matters. And you're focused on that moment. And that's where you get that feeling of um, positivity and in, in the serotonin going and you walk out of that club and you're just like, fuck yeah, you're yeah. so happy, you know? And, and, and it is an escape. So like if you're, 
working, you're having a rough day and you go somewhere like that, like it's got nothing to do with it. It's, you know, you don't have to think about your family. You're just, you grind hard for, you know, hour, two hours, however long you're putting in. And then, you know, then the stuff can come back once you leave the gym, but that two hours gets it all out. But it's hard because you're in such a positive mood when you leave. Like it's like you like some things will come back, but like the more you do it, like you're flushing out that negativity and you're just yeah. keep working well, those goals. Yeah, it'll come back, but you'll have a better attitude about it, right? Something that was getting you fired up beforehand, you're just like, eh. Yeah. Like whatever. Helps you deal with it for sure. Yeah. Helps you deal with that like insecurity and like when when you're putting these tough positions and sparring and someone's beating the shit out of you and you get out. And you reverse the table like that makes you feel really good. You're like, I can do this, you know. And that's what it's about: that positive influence, that positive. Uh, uh, I don't know what I was trying to say, but yeah, yeah. no, that's especially I find that's a lot more with jujitsu because if you're sparring kickboxing, you're probably not going to get put in the same danger. Like, you know, True. someone might pull a head kick, and you're like, oh, I could have got that. Whereas if when you're rolling with someone, someone like sinks in that choke, and your instincts go, oh. Yeah. like <laughs> i got a tap or i'm gonna go to sleep so yeah. it's yeah and the the good thing about that is kind of once you're dealing with that sort of stuff it's like who cares that that person gave me back sass at work like man i just got out of a choke that could have put me to sleep and you know what i mean it's it's just one of those things like you overcome it yeah and it makes all your other problems seem much easier exactly adapt and overcome you know move forward right and that's exactly it man that's a big thing that john and i say all the time and here it's like we just keep adapting, like keep moving the goalposts. We're just going to keep adapting, keep, keep moving forward. And yes, yeah. that's it, man. So last question for you, buddy. Uh, shout outs. Anybody who's been this sponsors, shout outs, clubs. Uh, shout out to um, brother-in-law. He runs GAC uh, Graphic Apparel. He's been a big help. He's, uh, you know, really active, been a huge supporter there. He's uh, got a couple tables there. So he's been supporting the event. Shout out. He's big on it. Uh, liking our social media. Very kind. I, I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, he's, he's a great guy. Um, and then just, you know, my coaches, Roger LeHoulier, Steve Belding, Jonah McDonald, James Barrio, and my man, Brandon Kraft, who's been there since before all this, like a lot, of, there's a lot of time in the gym where it's just me and him, you know, we're rolling, working over all the striking drills, workshopping a lot of new techniques that like, well, let's see if those work and we'll kind of put it through the rung and make the adjustments. So he's been, uh, He's been huge and he's, he's a constant. So, nice. you know, big, big thanks to all those people. And especially, you know, Tim Hayes, Brian Maserell, like I said, they've been really good at welcoming me in, making it, you know, a second home out there. So it's, it's been awesome. Love it, man. Yeah. Like I said, I've never heard a bad thing about either one of those guys. So that's great, man. I love seeing new faces and I'm super excited. What can fans expect from you, man? By the Atlantic. Uh, they expect, uh, you know, high pace going to go back and forth, baby. And I think it's going to be a great fight. I think we're gonna stand and bang for the most part. Maybe some clinch work, but he wanted to he wanted to stand up a bit more in his last fight, and I think I'm gonna bring that for him. So now I'm just looking forward to it and get tangled up with him, put on a show and have some beers after. That's it, buddy. That's it. It's only 13 days away, and uh, I'm excited. I know you are. The fans are excited. So fans, get out there, buy your tickets. FightLeagueAtlantic.com. Uh, tickets are about 60% sold out, just over 58%, I guess, if you want to get technical. But uh, so things are going well. A lot of the front, uh, like super cage side, are sold out and tables are sold out, but tons of great seats available. So get out, get them, and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us, Mike. It's been a great time chatting with you. A great job uh, with your media, your promo video. You're a very handsome, well spoken gentleman. I appreciate you coming on here and doing all this for us. Any final, final words? 
Uh, just make sure you get out there, support the local promotion. Do not wait until the night of, because you might be disappointed. Might awesome. not be any tickets left, folks. Make sure you get them before you make the drive to Moncton. So, love it. No, it's been uh, been an absolute pleasure dealing with you guys. It's been way better. Not not that I had any bad expectations, but it's just been, you know, real easy, real professional. You guys are putting on an awesome show. So it's just been a a real pleasure to be part of it. That's what it's about, man. Again, I can't say it enough. Community, we're all in this shit together, and we got to work together to make this community stand out. And it'll happen, buddy. So focus on uh, 13 days from now. I'm super excited for this fight. Oh, yeah. That's what all you've been doing, and. Uh, Ken Giffen. Good luck, Mike. Can't wait to see you out there, buddy. Thanks, brother. Okay, man. We'll see you soon. Take care, man. Nice talking to you. You too. That was great. Uh, great conversation with uh, Mr. Mike McLeod. Uh, it's, it's been, sometimes it's been a while for me. Uh, I kind of do the Brad hosties on Wednesday, and I've been kind of with, with the promotion. It's been a lot for me on the back end. But I do enjoy these because it's nice to chat with you know, guys like Mike, who, who I don't actually know, and and uh, I can learn a lot from these conversations. And uh, shout out as well to my parents for um, home for Easter weekend for letting me use my uh, my childhood bedroom. You can see some uh, childhood pecs behind us there for this podcast. And uh, yeah, overall great episode with Mike. And uh, get out there, buy some tickets, www.fightleagueatlantic.com. We will see you tomorrow. We're back with Maria Clinton tomorrow at 3 o'clock on Fight League Atlantic Exposure, episode 176. We out.